Thank you so much for joining us today. We had a great time this morning at the Sunday School Kickoff Carnival. The kids and parents had a blast. We wanted to share a short devotional with you since we didn't have a normal sermon. So I hope you enjoy, and here's Pastor Matthias. Well, friends, in keeping with our series for this month uh, on something new and all the new things that God is always up to and the new things we are up to here at Leroy UMC, uh, this morning I have a scripture passage for you about God doing new things and what that looks like. Our reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 18 to 22. Friends, listen now for the word of the Lord. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them, can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old cloak. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and so are the skins." but one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So this is every revolutionary reformer's favorite scripture passage. This is a passage that has been quoted, read, and cited throughout the centuries as proof positive that Jesus Christ has come to obliterate old customs, to throw out old traditions, and to wipe away old ways of doing things. Of course, that isn't how the passage starts. That isn't the initial impression that you get. It starts with a simple question about rituals. Why do the Pharisees and even John the Baptist's disciples fast diligently and faithfully while Jesus and his disciples go on eating and drinking? To put it in today's terms, the people basically ask Jesus, why don't you behave like a good churchgoer? And Jesus replies with a wonderful metaphor. Guests at a wedding can't fast while the bride and groom are still with them. In other words, Jesus says, yes, there will come a time for my disciples to fast, to mourn and to cry, but it's not while the party is still in full swing. I'm still here. There's a time to fast in your loss, and there's a time to give thanks in joy. But then things get very complicated very quickly in verse 21 when Jesus takes the whole issue one giant step forward by bringing up two images about old things and new things. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old cloak, Jesus says, or the new patch will rip away from the old garment the first time that you wash it. 
And no one puts new, still fermenting wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the old skins when it expands. Now, those both would have been very straightforward, common sense ideas that everyone in the audience would have known. And they're two ideas that seem to prove, at least initially, that old things and new things are incompatible. And right there is where the revolutionary waving a new flag and where every reformer promoting a new vision gets really excited. Again, this is every revolutionary reformer's favorite passage because for countless people over countless centuries, this passage has been taken to mean that Jesus is a revolutionary here to to storm the barricades of tradition and overthrow the customs of yesterday with them. However, that isn't exactly what's going on here, is it? Or at least not when you pick it apart a little bit closer, when you read between the lines and read carefully. Our God is always up to new things. We talked about that last week. And Jesus Christ is the ultimate proof of that. Jesus is a new Messiah who brought a new testament about a new covenant and new good news. Christ is God's walking, talking, new miracle, giving new life. And yes, the old covenant, the old laws, the old ways of doing things were not able to hold that new thing entirely, but Jesus has not come to destroy or obliterate the past. Think about Matthew 5, 17, when Jesus told the people, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And even here in this passage, notice that in the two parables Jesus uses, the reason why you don't sew a new patch onto an old cloak is to preserve the old cloak. Jesus says if you put a new patch on the old cloak, a worse tear is made. He's concerned about that past thing. And the reason you pour new wine into new wineskins is to keep both the new wine, and the old skins. Jesus isn't throwing anything out. Jesus is fulfilling what was even as he points the way to something new. This scripture passage isn't about Jesus's radical intent to destroy old customs and old traditions. No, the thing that's at stake here is an old tradition it's old expectations. The more I read this passage, the more I appreciate that the old garment and the old wineskins that Jesus brings up in a metaphor, they don't represent the old way of doing things so much as they might represent our old expectations about what's coming next. I mean, think about the Pharisees. The Pharisees were pious. They were faithful. They were good religious folk, but their problem was they expected God to go on working in one particular way. 
the way that God always had in the past. I mean, it was perfectly fine for them to build their life on the former covenant, the old laws and old traditions. Those things are wonderful and beautiful, but their misstep was then expecting that God would go on moving and acting in those familiar ways forever. Like the church that says, we've always done it that way, the Pharisees and even John the Baptist's disciples can't see the new thing that God is up to because they don't expect God to move in unexpected ways. God and faith have almost become predictable for them. The question behind and beneath this scripture passage isn't whether or not old and new things are incompatible. The real question is, can our expectations hold the new thing our God is up to? As one biblical scholar, Thomas Long, put it best, the point is not that Jesus destroys what has gone before. The point, rather, is that human understandings of God are too small, too confined to our own limited horizons, and that Jesus fulfills the ancient promises of God in ways that shatter those expectations. And while that is both disappointing for the revolutionaries of the world and at the same time frustrating for the traditionalists of the world, the really beautiful blessing that this passage offers us is the knowledge that not only is our God and our Savior always up to something new, but that our expectations can always be made new as well. This passage is good news because this passage is meant to give hope to every tired and exhausted person who has grown too used to being overwhelmed and overworked because Jesus reminds us that tomorrow might not unfold like yesterday even if we don't expect new relief. This passage is meant to give encouragement to every discouraged and pessimistic person that has stopped expecting life to offer them any new surprises or any new joys because Jesus promises that new joys, new adventures, and new wine can come even if we don't anticipate new happiness. And this passage is meant to give excitement to every revolutionary who is busy dreaming about a new tomorrow and to every traditionalist who may be caught up in thoughts of the past because Jesus is here to tell both of them about the new thing, new ways, new peace, and new life that is there for both of them even if they don't envision it. Jesus Christ has not come to destroy what was, but Jesus has come to tear down and to defy all of our narrow expectations and all of our limited horizons. Because not only is our God always up to something new in our lives, but it's even greater than we could ever expect it to be.
and thanks be to God for it. Amen. Friends, please pray with me. Christ Jesus, Savior of old customs and Redeemer of new miracles, may you take our ideas about what you can and cannot do, and may you prove them all wrong in miraculous ways. God, when we try to set boundaries around what you can and cannot do in our lives, may you break through our limited plans with new wonders and new surprises that we never saw coming. And Christ, when we expect you to move in the same familiar, predictable way, may you always defy our limited expectations in unbelievable ways. Christ, show us all the ways you are taking the blessings and promises of yesterday and using them to craft a new and unimaginable tomorrow. And Lord, in all things, give us the faith, the confidence, and the hope to join you in it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And finally, friends, uh, as we bring our little devotional time this morning to a close, I would invite us to continue to worship God through the gifts that we bring, through our generosity, through our willingness to be part of God's new plans and God's new tomorrow. I would invite us to have our offering not because we have to or because we're obligated to, but because we are called to be part of the ministries, the missions, and the new miracles that God is always up to in the lives of people here in this community and here in this church. So friends, let us make an impact for our Lord. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. We do have quite a few announcements. So from Pastor Steve, they have See You at the Pole, September 22nd. Uh, they're going to have breakfast at 7.15 a.m. at Bowman Park and then move to the high school to pray at 7.40. We also have The Edge on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8.30. That's for 7th through 12th graders. And we have Pathfinders Wednesday nights from 5.30 to 6.30 for 4th, 5th, and 6th graders. There won't be any Edge or Pathfinders on September 22nd due to homecoming activities. Also, College Bible Study is starting back up. They'll be meeting the 1st and 3rd Thursday nights starting this Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. at Jory's. For more info, contact Pastor Steve. Children's Sunday School starts back Sunday, September 19th from 9 to 10 a.m. All school-age children are welcome to join and Church on Tap is back. We'll be meeting the second and fourth Thursday of every month at Teddy's from 7 to 8 p.m. Come enjoy good food, drinks, and fellowship. And starting a new adult Sunday school class, uh, the title is, Are the Ten Commandments Relevant to Us Today? That's gonna start on September 19th at 10.15. The class will be diving into the book, Words of Life by Adam Hamilton. And in light of new health de department and church conference guidance issued in response to the continued rise in COVID cases and hospitalizations, starting in September, our church family must begin asking and strongly recommending that all those joining us for in-person worship wear a mask while inside the building, vaccinated or not. And again, we do wanna thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful week and God bless and keep you safe. Go in peace.